All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to IA Command, uh, Rebel High Command podcast. Uh, we have a very special podcast episode for you all today. I am here back with Wesley. Once again, we are reunited. Um, and uh, this is actually, we're recording this on Friday, the 7th of April. But you guys will probably be hearing this later on the 21st because we are going to be looking at every single card, almost every single card, uh, in Season 8 for IACP. And Wesley, this is going to be your first time seeing all of these cards. In fact, most of these cards, right? Yeah, I have not seen any cards in Season 8 except the uh, the one we're voting on. Yep, and we don't, we're not doing that one. We're not going to show that card because it's actually being voted on, as you just said, right now, this weekend. Uh, we're doing the final revisions, so that card's not even ready to show yet. But we've got the rest of the season locked in and ready to go, so very excited. Uh, as you, if you're watching the video, I do recommend you watch the YouTube video for this one if you're an audio listener. But we will be reading out, I'll be reading out all the cards uh, as Wesley's looking at them so that if you're listening on audio, you'll know what the cards do, but uh, it, you know, it's probably easier to follow along on video. If you're watching the video, yeah. you're seeing a Google Drive here. I've got everything ready to go. I'm going to be sharing my screen to Wesley through Discord, and he's going to be seeing these cards live for the first time, and we're going to get your reaction. Yeah, and while I'm ooing and awing, I think uh, we're jumping into this. We're going to skip all of our regular sections this time. Yep, this is going to be a long one. We've got over 30 cards to talk about um, for this season, so uh, very exciting. So for those who don't know, these are these are not the final, final versions of the cards. We're going to be doing a public playtesting with the whole community for about four months, starting on um, April 25th and going into um, late August, early September, uh, and then during that period we'll be making tweaks to the cards to kind of fix them as people more people are playtesting them than just the core six steering committee uh, and then finally we'll have everybody vote on the final versions of the cards after we've had chances to tweak them and update them um, but we're going to keep it as close as we can to these versions that we've got here these are the you know we've been testing these for the last year or so um, and uh, we think we're hoping we're pretty close to the final version so just wanted to caveat that that these will change some of these will probably change at some point in the next four months but you know this is this is what they're going to look like and even if they do change those changes are usually uh for the better like we, we see this in every season you know we keep everything as close as you guys can to the original intent and then you tweak for what's realistic for the health of the game yep i guess i'm just saying that for anybody who may be watching this like in the future like far off in mm. future seasons and like 2024 this is 2023 you know just in case you're watching it like know that these might have gotten updated in the time between your that you're watching it and this was recorded so just wanted to say that let's get the, we got that out of the way let's get into it i'm so excited to finally be showing this to somebody who's not i've not been arguing with <laughs> <and> designing <laughs> in a committee Ooh, i am excited too okay so first one we're gonna go through you may have noticed there's a word there in one of those folders called technician technician oh yeah, yeah. so yeah for season eight we are introducing for the first time ever in imperial assault a new figure trait to the game oh okay so i present to you i hope you can see this the technician trait oh my god a new trait so that's already crazy as you can see here 
Um, the first card I'm showing you is a, a card, a skirmish upgrade called Technician Training. It says it's zero points, no faction requirement. It says all figures in all armies with the names listed below gain the technician trait. And then it lists off, we have Chopper, Jared Kelvin, Mac Eshkere, R2-D2, Chewbacca, all Jawa scavengers, all Ugnaught tinkerers, Dr. Afra, Zuckus, E-Web engineer, um, and General Soren. So the way this is going to work is there's going to be two options for people. They can either print off this card and just have this one card with them in their list that, um, as a reference point, or we will be providing images, and I'm now showing all the images of all the cards I just listed off, uh, updated with the technician trait added in on the card. So, ah. so if people want to really have the accurate card on the table, on the deployment card, they're going to have that option. If you don't want to bother with that, or especially if like you don't care because, again, these are all of these cards are unchanged except for the fact that they've had the technician trait added to them. Um, so if you don't care, like if you're not playing any technician command cards or anything in your deck, it really doesn't affect you. Just like if your figure is a brawler but you don't have any brawler cards, it doesn't matter that they're a brawler. So you can just kind of ignore it, really. Um, and, and if you really want to, you can print out this card, or you can just ignore it completely. Um, but the nice thing I, is... Go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. Are there any cards in the game that interact with your opponent's traits, or it could possibly be advantageous to like not want them to have the trait? There are not yet, but we are future-proofing this to have it be all... Uh, in mm -hmm. all armies, you can see it says all figures in all armies. Yeah. So that means it affects your opponent. So the reason for that being is that if we did create a card that said like negatively affect your opponent's technician figures, for example, then you would mm -hmm. bring this card in your list to make sure that your opponent is being honest and being like, hey, yeah, your R2D2 is a technician. You can't just not put that in your list to avoid that. Okay, okay so, so that, that is the intent. intent. That is cool. the intent. We're kind of experimenting with having this be a skirmish upgrade that you put in your army, or we think maybe we might take off the points cost and make it just like a reference card that you bring. Uh, we're kind of working out. that. It, this part took a while to figure out how to implement this without making people print an extra 15 deployment cards that you know otherwise would be unchanged. Um, that just felt yeah. like inconvenient. It kind of is like a reference card. Right. Um, you know, if we ever make something that says, like, exhaust a skirmish upgrade to pay a cost for something, like, that might be problematic. But currently there's nothing in the game that does that. So we're kind of feeling through. And we're, we're taking feedback, of course, and that's the whole point of the playtest period. Yeah, I can see people debating on what the best way to implement this is. But it is cool to add a new trait and retroactively give it to a lot of people. Um... But my, my main question is, why Mach? Mac, uh, he has some some campaign abilities that lean towards him being kind of a technician character. Um, I think it was... One of his abilities is called, like, Expertise or something uh, that lets mm. him perform an extra action after he interacts. Uh, and that fit very much into kind of the flavor we were looking for. Also, just... 
So a lot, most of these, uh, and I just—it's funny—I just wrote my technician spoiler article for the twenty for the the tenth to come out on Monday, and I mm-hmm. kind of explain all this in detail. But most of these were decided based on flavor, um, yeah. just like these make sense. Ugnots, obviously, Jawas, obviously, you know, uh, a lot of them are flavor. A lot of them are more obscure flavor, like Jared. Oh yeah, he has a droid that he works on. Um, Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like an e-web engineer, it's got e- engineer in the name. It's probably <laughs> somewhat technically acclimated. Uh, Chewbacca, like some people might be surprised by that, but if you really think back to like Empire Strikes Back, he spends most of that movie with like a wrench in his hand. So um, <laughs> he made. I actually pushed really hard for Chewbacca because he didn't quite make it in on the first round of voting. Um, but uh, the to answer your question about Mac, uh, some of them were a little more gameplay focused. Like a couple were like, this would really work like from a gameplay perspective to boost maybe boost this figure without needing a proper update to it. <clears throat> um, so Mac yeah. is kind of like it's kind of like a little 1.1 upgrade to him, like you know to get to give him access to some of these new command cards. Uh, same thing for I think General Soren. Like I don't think. Flavorfully, he's like a, with a wrench or a data pad. You know, he's commanding, but he he's a vehicle-focused character, and a lot of uh, technician flavor ended up focusing on like droids and vehicles and stuff. I think Sworn makes sense. I mean, he gives droids and vehicles his surges and makes them attack, and I think it makes sense that he in the Empire like basically knows a lot better than most people how to work droids and vehicles. Yeah. And you can see from this list that they are mostly focused in Rebel and Scum, so having Soren there gave us another um, candidate for an Empire technician. Yeah. Um, was there anything else I wanted to say about this? Um, oh, there's I, I did need to mention, there are seven technician command cards this season. Um, oh, wow, that's, I, think that's I think that's more than some other traits have. <laughs> I think it's more than some traits, but it's not more than most. And we wanted yeah. to make sure that they had a like usable suite of cards coming out of the gate. Um, Why was this the one you guys decided to go with? Uh, it just like we were looking at stuff that wasn't touched by the other existing. I think there's 13 other traits in the game, and mm-hmm. it was tough to find stuff that was like broad enough to fit on a lot of the existing figures in the game <clears throat> that also like was different enough from the other traits that already existed um, like I don't know what else we we came up with but like I think we came up with like like see dark side user felt already fit into force user there was like Mandalorian was another trait but that was very narrow it was only like a few figures and um, I mean, it's something we could do in the future, but this one made the most sense of, like, we don't really have a, like, tech-focused trait in this game, even though a lot of characters and figures are very techy, and, like, Mm -hmm. that's even a, um, it's a class in a lot of the Star Wars RPGs. Um, Technicians even, we even went with the name Technician. I think it started off as a mechanic trait, and then Mm. uh, we switched over to Technician because it actually had an official... That was an official class name in the Edge of the Empire um, Star Wars RPG, and we actually used that as like a big inspiration for a lot of the flavor and mechanics for this uh, new trait. 
Yeah, I think in the uh, the chat for um, like custom cards over the past many months ago, people would even talk about like, hey, we should get like a mechanic kind of figure, like an imperial you know trooper that's a mechanic and he can open doors or something weird. Uh, but instead, you just made it a trait, which I think is a better implementation overall. Um, so this, if if someone decided they wanted to play more than two E-Web Engineers, I imagine this would also apply to the base game ones. Yeah, the, it should, and I actually, I guess I missed it on this spreadsheet, so I get that added, but yeah, it it should apply to the um, the regular E-Web as well. Yeah, though I don't know if uh, that extra trait, even with how good it is, would be worth it to, to bring some of those base game E-Webs. They're just not good. Yeah, I just forgot about it. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, not of anything, that's Doesn't the base fine. E-Web still cost six? I thought that, well, the elites cost eight, but, like, basically, you recosted the elite to five, basically, yeah, and that's what made it decent. I thought the regular cost more than the ICP version, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we could, uh... Alright, well, let's get but into cool. the actual technician cards, because they're on the list first. I have the yeah. whole card list set up in order, so... Let's start looking at these technician cards. So our first technician command card is called All in a Day's Work. It is three points, one per deck, uh, technician only, and it says use after you resolve a special action or interact during your activation to become focused and perform one additional action. After you resolve a special action or interact. During activation, to so, get focused to perform an additional action. So while, he's, while you're figuring that out, so I'll just explain exactly what it does. It basically means mm-hmm. when your technician figure uses the a, an ability that requ- requires a black arrow in the text box. So those are called special actions. Um, so for example, um, I'm trying to think of a technician that has something, but like Gideon's focus action is a special action, although he's not a technician this season. Um, or an interact, which would include interacting with a to retrieve a an objective, or interacting to open a door. Those are both types of interacts. Uh, th- actions. So after you do one of those things, um, you can play this card, and you basically become focused, and you get a free action. I think Jawas are becoming too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Jawas. Oh. Oh god, you just put this... You put your orbital bombardment on a <laughs> on a technician. And that, then they get a built-in special action and they can do this too. Is orbital bombardment leader only? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Let's let's move on from that for right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, any what do you, any thoughts before we check out the next one? So this is the keystone I... Capstone three-point card for technicians. Yeah. Can we go back to the technicians list? Uh, sure. Uh, the list of technicians, I mean. Yeah. So the Ugnaughts can take great advantage of this. Um, Chewbacca with the slam. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice. And then Jared. Ooh, Chopper and R2 could make use of this. And Soren. This could be really good on Soren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mach doesn't have one. But like you said, it works with interacts, and I'm trying to think of ways that you can also like play other cards that require special actions. But I think if you can get this going on Jawas, uh, Jawas are going to get really strong off of this card. Yep, you just need to find a way to... Because they don't na- natively have a interact or 
special action. Yeah, and then, um, oh, don't forget about uh, Four Alum. He's also kind of able to become a technician. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I even mentioned him in my article, but yeah, I forgot to mention Four Alum. Yeah. Uh, I think that this card has a lot of potential. I'm trying to rack my brain for command cards that already use special actions, because these those all now have a buff if they work with any of these technicians. Uh, yeah, like um, Grenadier you could do with E-Webs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Grenadier and attack and attack. Yeah. If, you're, okay. if you've got so, something close enough. Um, Imperial technicians are already good. <laughs> Urgency. Uh, yeah. Special action. Um, there's quite a few. Hit and run. Although that involves an attack. Mm hmm. Um, I can already see. Uh, Chewbacca players opting to, you know, I'm going to use slam, but I'm going to have it use a special action so that after I slam, I get focused when I attack. Um, I will mention it does work with slam without spending an action. So slam has Whoa, been officially okay. ruled that it is a, it still has that, that characteristic of being a special action, even if you don't spend an action to use it. So you you can trigger slam triggers to the limit already um, without using an action for it. So all in day's work is basically a super to the limit. So it, it totally works with Chewbacca. Chewbacca is getting quite a boost this season from the, the technician cards. Yeah. Wow. So he can attack, move twice, and slam with this card. Right. So he would. Yeah. He would move. He can move twice, slam, and then use this to focus and attack, which is like. Yeah par for a three-point card, but still good. Wow. Yeah, um, I don't think this works with all the technicians, but the ones it does work with and the ways you can get it to work with combos mm -hmm. seem extremely potent. Uh, I like this. And it, it seems like a unique design. Yeah, we really worked hard to carve out a niche for technicians in the command cards to make them really feel like they deserve to be a, their own trait. Um, yeah. All right. Next one is going to be personal energy shield. So this we've is seen a, this art before. Uh, it's in the campaign. Yes. Uh, this is a one point card, technician only. Use at the start of mm. your activation to gain one evade power token. While defending during this round, apply plus one block to your defense results for each evade result. So effectively, you get to use it, and this is actually the wrong wording i need to fix this it should be during your use during your activation uh it started off as use okay. start so i need to fix this uh but it's used during your activation <clears throat> you get a evade token and then um you basically get cunning for the rest of the round so for each of your evade results you get mm -hmm. an extra block hmm it's it's cool it's unique and it's good I think it's good. Uh, the only downside being you have to go in order to get that bonus. You need to activate that technician early in the round. Yep. Yeah, and that was very conscious part of the design. Um, yeah, because I know a lot of defensive tech cards, um, like oh, Captain Taro's Cavalry Charge, used to be... I think it used to be you had to do it during his activation to get the plus one. Mm-hmm. 
and like everything activated for the rest of the round, but it meant you had to do tarot first. Yep. Um, so I see that here, but because it's generic, it might be a lot. You know, it might be just something you can splash on the field like early in a round. Uh, then whoever you do use is more likely to survive. So it seems potent for a one point card. In testing, it was very powerful defensively, but it was balanced out by the fact that you have already activated that figure. So, you know, if your opponent is attacking that figure, you, you're not saving yourself an activation with all that extra defense. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, we have a lot of issues with, like, survival instincts seeming too strong on Rancors, mm -hmm. and, like, I think the timing of this kind of helps it out, where you have to wait until they've exhausted their ability to murder you for the round. For the most part. Yep. But wow, uh, this is tank. This technician has made Chewbacca very scary already. This will also be good with Chewbacca, yes. Chewbacca <laughs> is, is overdue for his time in the sun. <laughs> in yep. <my> <laughs> oh, God. This is the season of Chewbacca. Glad he made it onto the card. All right, next one. Repair. And we actually see Chewbacca, or somebody looks like Chewbacca on this one. So this is yeah. a redo. This is an upgrade of an existing card. So this mm. is... Um, it's actually any figure can play this. Uh, it's two points. And I'm actually going to read it in, in a weird order. It's a special action. Choose an adjacent friendly droid or vehicle. That figure recovers three damage. And then we added the text that if you are a technician, you may use this card during your activation without spending an action. Uh, so that's pretty much the only part we added. Everything else is the same as it used to be. And that combos with um, with the capstone, right? All in a day's work? Yes. So even if you do not spend an action on this, you get to use all in a day's work to combo off of it and get an extra action. I'm already thinking of the Chewbacca Leia lists to <laughs> just get all these cards back and use them again. Yeah, I could. Uh, I mean, I think the best part about this is doing it without spending an action. I know, I know it exists in the game, but two just seems like a lot to recover three. Two points. I can only see... I see Rebels being the one faction to really make use of this. We did see this card getting some play in the past with IG-11 bringing um, Clan of Two and mm. having Baby Yoda use it to repair IG-11 with his free actions, basically. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see it played um, now that it's free to use for technicians. I guess we could see this in a list with Scum, Technicians, and Baby Yoda. Because that, you know, yep. even though Baby Yoda uses an action, it's like multiple ways you can get good use out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does get yeah, I guess. I guess it's fine. I guess this is going to be one of those where we need to see what the people come up with for list building and like how they're going to apply this in unique ways. But I see this being used mostly in Rebel uh, with Balance of the Force because like putting in one or two of these for two points apiece just seems very expensive. Mm. Yeah. Alright, ready the next one? Yep. Alright, next is a zero-point card. This is a new card called Reverse Engineer. This is for technicians uh, only. Special another action. Another special action. Yep. Perform an attack. During this attack, you may use surge abilities on the defender's deployment card instead of your own. And you apply plus one surge to the attack results. 
So for the way this works is you get the plus one surge no matter what. Um, you're getting an attack, but it costs you a special action. And uh, you can choose either to use your own surge abilities during the attack or your or the defender surge abilities, and you do that during the spend surges step. Okay, so you can wait till you see how many surges you actually have to decide. Yep, but you can't mix them, so you can't use your surge mm-hmm. abilities and the opponent and the defender surge abilities on the same attack. But at worst, it's a special action that grants plus one surge on an attack. Mm-hmm. So that. <laughs> there, there's a card called Blitz that some people, well, that I've run a few times, and it just adds a surge, but it costs an entire point. At worst, this is like zero point Blitz. Yep. Although um, we did consider that, and Blitz, um, Blitz, you can see the dice results before you play it, um, so you're knowing exactly yeah. if, whether you need the extra surge or not. This gives you the surge, but you're using it before you attack. Um, and also, since it's a special action, you can't combine this with other special actions that perform attacks. Um, Unless you're Chewbacca and you have, uh, what is it, Wild Fury? Uh, right, but then you wouldn't be able to... Like, I'm thinking of like Jared's ability to use his claws. Mm-hmm. His special, special action attack. Yeah. Or for something um, like Pummel... Ooh, Jawas would be good with this. Mm. Um, well, Elite Jawas already have like the best surge abilities in the game, but yeah, but they could use more surges <laughs> yeah. all the time. Ironically, I think this is actually really good with Jared, even though you can't use it with his leaping slash. Um, his surge abilities really suck, so <laughs> being able to use this and get an extra surge is pretty good with him. I wonder if we're gonna see technician Wookies. <laughs> Well, Chewbacca's the only Wookiee technician, but you could see it. Yeah, he is the only uh, he is the only one that uses the full you know suite. But Wookiees are also good, and uh, a lot of these technicians are also good. And you know, Wookiees like droid backup, and technicians kind of work with droids. It seems like. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, the fact that it's you know zero point blitz, it's already fine because it's limited to technicians. So that's the, that's the other trade-off, trade-off for it being zero points. That's the other trade-off too. Yeah, blitz is any figure. So. Yep. Okay, next one. Set the charge. So this is a two-point card, one per deck, technician only, and it's a special action cost. It says choose a space within three spaces and roll a blue die. Open any unlocked doors adjacent to that space, then each figure or object on or adjacent to that space suffers damage equal to the combined damage and surge results. So basically this is a combination of Grenadier and you get to open a door remotely. Uh, but it can only unlock, open unlocked doors, so that's, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't break any missions. And... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, we. this was one of the earliest designs we had for technicians, but it took us a long time to be like, what do we do about missions that don't have doors? And not making this not suck on those missions. And somebody came up with, let's make it a grenade. And then it opens the door. Like, it blows the door open. And it also damages anything on the other side of the door from the space you chose, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Uh, I'm just... 
uplifted by the fact that damage and surges count as damage here. Yes. Because I see these abilities all the time where it's like roll a blue and you suffer damage equal to the damage and sometimes you don't even roll one. This is a guaranteed one damage and like sometimes two. Yep, guaranteed damage from this one. It, it's really nice to play and I've ro played this and rolled the single surge at least twice now and been like, yeah, I still get a damage. Nice. I think this might actually be, be too strong. <laughs> I think, uh, you know... Like, if this was a grenade by itself that you just threw out, and it did that bottom half effect, it's already good. And then you added the o door opening to it, which is a whole new layer of things. And then the fact that it takes a special action and it works with their capstone. I see technicians going crazy with this. <laughs> Uh, it this does is, max this looks out, like a staple. It does max out at two damage um, per, mm -hmm. per figure, but you know, Grenadier yeah. is a card that doesn't even see that much play anymore in troopers. But we also were, wanted to be really careful to not just like make a card strictly better than Grenadier because it's still in a lot of people's minds, it's still like a very good card. So we we felt I think this is a good like halfway point between. Like Grenadier and like, like Saska's grenade, um, or or Sabine's grenade. Yeah, I think that people playing technicians are going to be using all in a day's work, and they're also going to be using um, to the limit. And I think just being able to blow open a door and then jump to an extra action to get that attack or even focused attack is what is kind of going to make this really strong. Not just the text on the card by itself, but its potential to combo. Yeah, and if you position your figure well, you can even, just by itself, get an, an attack with this by having one of your figures that's like four spaces away from the door use this to blow it open and then still have their action to attack because they didn't have to move up to the door. Yeah, yeah, you don't even need the second... Uh, you don't even need to combo with everything if you have your other actions set up. Yeah. yeah, this is a design I didn't know I wanted in the game. This is cool. <laughs> this is really cool. Nice. Alright, next one. I think we have one more. Oh, we have two more cards. So next one is Supercharge. So this is a one-point card, technician only. There's a lot of words on this, so let me read it out. Special action, cost, uh, perform an attack before rolling dice, add yellow dice to the attack pool until there are four attack dice total. So that counts the attack dice you started with. After the attack resolves, you suffer strain equal to the number of surges rolled to a maximum of three strain. So what this is doing is it's special action that gives you an attack, and then you count up how many dice you have already in your pool, including the extra green die if you're focused, and then you add yellow dice until the total attack dice is four. So if you're attacking with a with like a Jawa, and you're focused, you've got yellow, yellow, green, so you add one yellow, so now you're at four dice total. Oh, R2-D2. Yes. <laughs> R2-D2. Yep, he's got that one yellow die, so this will give... If he's not focused, you can add three more yellow dice to his attack with this. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing there's a one attack limit per game because otherwise this trait would be busted. The uh, special action to perform attack was some good technology we found. 
Um, yeah. It helps to balance some of these cards. Because you can't play Supercharge and, like, um, Reverse Engineer on the same attack, for example. Not sure if you want to. To the number of Surge's rolls, so... I guess the only downside there is it seems like a hefty strain cost considering that, you know, if your opponent has two evades, you roll three surges, you're still going to suffer three strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's aside true. From, that's true. Yeah, but aside from that, this looks cool. This is the the hunter damage card of technicians. Yeah, in testing, yellow dice don't add as much damage as you would think like in your head um so -hmm. there's a reason that this is only one point uh but it also that's because of the the strain cost as well this might be really good on mock because he has the surge when he finishes someone and this could help him get the finish Mm -hmm. but it's got the upside of it's really good on those like weenie attack attackers that are just not very (laughs) strong um so it's kind of scales really nicely the weaker your the figure is the better this card becomes yeah. Well, I'm saying Mach has the ability to like look at your opponent's hand and discard a card if he gets a kill, but he's so unlikely to get a kill because he has a weenie attack. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he's got a, that cool surge ability. Nice. And then on Jawa spam, you just throw this on any Jawa and freaking let them suffer two of that strain and maybe pitch one card. Yep. One health Jawa is basically the same as a three health Jawa. Yep, they don't care. Alright, I think we got nice. one more technician and then we can move on to the rest of the season. Alright. Alright, so Disable is another redo, a reprint, or I don't know what you call it, um, an upgrade to an existing command card. So this is a zero point command card, uh, one per deck, can be played by a technician or a smuggler, and it's cost a special action, uh, choose an adjacent hostile figure. Until the end of that figure's next activation, that figure cannot use surge abilities or special action abilities. Uh, now this is a redo of a card that was in the Han Solo pack. It used to cost two points. Uh, it was smugglers only, and it was only until the end of the round that that a- applied. So if you did this on a figure that already activated, it was pretty much useless because it had already attacked. Um, but that meant that you had to activate before that figure and probably give up a good attack or activation to use this. So it's pretty useless. Um, nobody ever played it, even back in the day, um, before like Jabba's and all that stuff came out. Um, so we changed it so now it applies through that figure's next activation. So no matter, even if they've already activated this round, this will carry over into the next round until they activate. How did this one do in testing? Uh, we had to keep tweaking it. It was at first we just did it from two to zero and made a technician, and it wasn't really working. Um, then we we made this change, and uh, there was still uh, there's still actually some debate on whether it's strong enough. But we've also debated like this is kind of annoying too to have to play against. So we're kind of wary about making it too strong, um, and we're hoping to see how it does in the the wider public playtest. Yeah, this is this seems like one that doesn't excite me very much because it still looks like it's a hefty cost. But um, this might just be one that needs some time to cook with the bigger community and see if. Uh, I mean, this looks good in the technician v technician matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It can be quite... It, it is pretty crippling. Like, for, for one thing, like, not being able to use surge abilities on your attacker, like, that's that pretty much nerfs their attack for the yeah. most part. Like, you're, that tends to be minus 2 to minus 3 damage on that on their next attack. And then there's a bunch of stuff that, like, if they can't use their special action abilities, they're, they're in a really bad, bad place. So. Okay. So, how does this interact... Does this stop search abilities of your opponent's card if the affected figure is also a technician using that other command card? Uh, yes, it stops that command card completely because it just says cannot use surge abilities. Oh, right. And so, they can't even use the special action to begin with. That's true as well, yeah. And that includes um, surge abilities down in the text box as well. So this is the card that smugglers will now take to shut down technicians. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think this one has a few niche uses, but might need some more time to cook in the uh, overall audience. This might be the savage vigor of this season for me, where it looks kind of underwhelming, and then uh, after seeing other people play it, I'm like, oh, I guess that's actually kind of really strong. Yeah, if you have, like, Mac or R2-D2 sneak up on your figure and, like, put a minus three damage card on them, basically, for a turn, I mean, you yeah. might think a little differently, but... Um, well, it's also, like, in Scum, I can see Jawas doing this, because then they can also play Pickpocket, and there's, like, a couple, like, uh, mm -hmm. Toxic Dart. There's a few other things they can do just by being close to you. Mm -hmm. We all, I'll give a little spoiler, we also have a, um, a Technician Companion coming up. Mm. So there will be a Companion Ooh. Technician that can play this. Alright. I wonder what that'll be. Alright, I think we're moving into our non-technician command card, so let's move along here. Our next one is actually a smuggler card. And oh, I, no. I, Not more smuggler tech. <laughs> yeah, well, here it is. <laughs> so this is Double a, or nothing. Double or nothing. So this is a two-point <laughs> smuggler card, one per deck. It says, use while attacking to choose a die. So attack or defense die. That die's controller re-rolls it. If the re-rolled result has the same number of symbols as the original roll, you may double or cancel its results. So as a refresher, symbols include damage, surge, evade, block, dodge, uh, etc. It does not include accuracy symbols or numbers. Um, so basically what this does is, say you are attacking somebody and you're you've got a, a red die in your pool and you rolled a one one damage the butthole as I call it and you go to yeah. you can use this to re-roll that and let's say you get a same same thing you get another butthole although normally that's the worst part of re-rolling right is you, you get the same result this says if that happens to you you get to double it or you um, you re-roll your opponent's three damage red die and if they still roll three damage or the two damage surge you say no you didn't so you can only do this while attacking so we were very oh sorry that, yeah it, yeah yeah we were we ended up changing well that. <laughs> then why would you double the butthole so you would cancel it so you would choose one of your opponent's yeah. defense dice and let's say they rolled the triple block or the dodge mm -hmm. and you make them re-roll it and they get the same thing cancel that nothing so that's where the name comes from wow I mean, you could even use this on white to... I mean, this just kills a dodge. Yes, it will guarantee you get rid of a dodge. So it's it's 
Very similar to heightened reflexes. I like the flavor, though. It's similar to the new Lando, the IACP Lando. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. It's fundamentally different, but it has a very similar feeling. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's like it's like tough luck but better, and it costs an extra point. Yes. It's very fun. I will say that. Um, I didn't design. I didn't design this one. Uh, well, I guess I kind of did. I helped with it, but it, it is really fun and it's cool flavor. And you know, smugglers haven't gotten any new toys in a while, so um, it, it's a. It's what do you mean? Card. They just got disable one tap ago. Mm, yeah. So two new <laughs> cards for smugglers. Um, what was I gonna say? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's also like a fun risk reward here where. You know, you can do what I said, where you re-roll the crappy result, and you know you're going to get something better. You can also re-roll the really good result, and if you get it again, you double it. You can turn your triple hits on a red into six. Um, you can re-roll the medium hit and, you know, try to double it, but also have a chance of doing worse. Yep. Like the, you know, two damage on a red die. So it's very similar to ICP Lando in that way, where... If you're really good with understanding the dice and knowing what you need to make that attack the most impactful, you know, you can really play around with your odds and kind of go high risk, high reward, or low risk, low reward, that kind of thing. So far, the cost of this kind of offsets my wariness of smugglers having a new toy. Because, <laughs> like, they're going to have to give up another toy in that list to run it, so it looks fun. All right. We got some more command cards for non-technicians, so let's take a look at what's next. We have Elusive. This is a one-point card, limit one per deck, uh, sp for spy, spies only. Use while defending to choose one attack die and one defense die. Remove all symbols on the chosen dice from the results. And we have a little bit of reminder text that we are experimenting with. It says in parentheses, symbols do not include accuracy results. So. Um, this is very similar to a card from a few seasons ago called Faint, where you are basically canceling one die on your side and canceling one die on the opponent's side, but this is a defensive version of that. And the trade-off is you don't cancel the die fully because we didn't want to be able to cancel accuracy and like force the attack to miss that way. Mm. But otherwise, this is one of the first defensive techs that spies have gotten in a while. Um, since, like, Hide in Plain Sight, which doesn't get a lot of play. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um... I, a lot of spies, I think, roll white, so... Yep. You know, when they kind of flop there, like, oh, I rolled a blank. Well, that's okay. I'll remove the zero symbols on this card and nerf your attack. Yeah, I mean, this... seems good. It seems, uh, like a good... Spy card. I think this was partially motivated by last uh, smuggling compartment from last season, like making mm. spies feel a little, little sad when their best cards were kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't say nerfed, but potentially unusable in certain matchups. So, giving spies. Yeah, this looks like a like a decent boost for spy, like defensively. I played a lot of a, a spy list in season seven in one of the leagues, and like. It was more about having a lot of spies than a few big ones, so for me I was like, oh, yeah, this looks like it you know, would be good on an attack or two to protect an ISB agent. Um, not the craziest thing in the world, but it did feel like I was hurting to fill out my list and command cards. This looks like it would have been a take. 
Yeah, and it's list. really nice for some of the higher cost, more frail spies like Ahsoka, Davith. Um, I really like mm -hmm. them. All right. Yeah, especially if you're doing like Jedi spies or you know anything like you said, the higher cost frail guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one. All right, this one is going to be interesting. Field promotion. This is a zero cost card for a leader, leaders only. It says use after you resolve an attack targeting a figure. If that figure has been defeated and your army affiliation is rebel or empire, you gain four VPs and increase your figure cost by two. So, first blush looks a lot like celebration. Um, differences is it has to be played by by a leader while they're attacking, so it's not it can't be used by any figure. Uh, second catch is that it doesn't work if you're playing a scum army, so no uh, combinations with scum VP lists. And then the third mm. catch is the figure that plays it, uh, their cost increases by two, which means that if they die, they give up two more VPs than they normally would. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I'm already thinking of ways where, like, there's an effect that only works if you have a figure cost of six or higher, and you're like, well, I'll send out my four-cost leader, get a kill with him, and buff him up to get, you know, use of that effect. Most, like, you could use this to, to actually promote one of your guys to use some kind of ability. Most cards like that are based on having a figure cost X or less. So, mm. in most cases, this will only hurt your figure. Like, for Death Troopers, this would make your figure less useful, uh, less likely to be able to chain it with Death Troopers. Um, True. Get Behind Me does it has a figure cost of 10 or less requirement. Uh, so, I don't think there's anything like that. I'm pretty sure not. Um, yeah. And I have to double-check how this works with Change of Plan. Yeah, <laughs> God. I think it was supposed yeah. to work. I think it's meant to work with change of plans, where you can you can actually like that is one of the benefits. But I'll have to double check. Um, but yeah. Okay. I, I will say there is a scum leader card coming up. So. Did you guys uh, think about like doing this card with it not being based on your army affiliation, but the figures affiliation? Yeah, we didn't. We just didn't want it to be playable in a scum VP. Like, we didn't want Gideon to be able to use this in a scum VP list, um, for example. Can you get Gideon in a scum VP list? Gideon Argus. Oh, that Gideon. Yeah, yeah, Gideon Argus. Thought you meant Moth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Cool. Well, it's cool. I think the art is a little off for Imperial Assault in style, but, you know, <laughs> took a week it's a little weird. It's cartoony. But I like the idea comic. of the field promotion, although usually in, like, media I see it as, like, your superior died and now you are suddenly in charge. And I like the idea that it increases your, um, your figure cost. But here it's based on killing something and getting more points for it. So it's almost really cool flavorfully. It's evocative in some ways, but it seems a little off that it's about getting the kill and then immediately leveling up, like, in a video game. I think it's like you killed somebody important, so they, like, recognize your achievement and they give you a promotion. Mmm. I think that's... Yes, I mean, it's a new leader card, zero points. It's pretty cool. 
Okay, next one. Here's the scum one. So this card is called Just Business. This is a one-point card for scum leaders only. It says, use at the start of the round. During this round, friendly scum figures gain the professional ability while within three spaces of you. And we have another bit of uh, reminder text on here. Below it says in parentheses, those figures may re-roll one attack die while attacking. So just for folks okay. that don't remember what professional does. And we're going to have, I should say, we're going to have two versions of cards that have reminder text. We're going to have one with and one without. Um, so that people who want to print the card without the reminder text can do so. But I think we're going to have the reminder text on, like, Vassal and any public, like, when there's either or. Uh, but I think Vassal, you're going to yeah. be able to toggle it. I have to talk to Trevor about that. Ugh, making more work for Trevor. Uh, well, we'll see. I have to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, the reminder text is cool, the way that it's done. It's nice. It's a neat little bonus in the design. Um... My first question is, Hondo's the art here. Is he a leader? Oh, Hondo is a leader, and he's a pirate leader. Hmm. I mean, I know in the show he is. <laughs> I know, but in the game, he's a smuggler. I didn't remember if he has the leader trait. Uh, he does. Okay, nice. So that that's cool with the art. I like the, uh, the campaign crates all over the place there, too. And then start of the round, so that's good timing for a lot of this. Uh, this looks like a really cool ability, kind of like Captain Taro's Cavalry Charge, but for scum, and much more applicable. Uh, but a little less impactful. Okay, so question, what happens if they already have Professional? So there's only one uh, scum figure that has Professional, uh, which is Marjade. And I think the... What did we say the answer to that was? Because we talked about that. Um, I think we were so saying it's not going to... might benefit from two rerolls. I have to I have to go back and look at our notes, but I think we were saying it's it doesn't stack. Mm. I have to check. I'll have to double-check, though. Because we did... That did come up uh, during the design. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I wouldn't know how to how to guess that based on the... The wording here. I I, I remember. Professional. So the, because we didn't have to use the keyword here, but I remember Josh saying he really wanted the, the flavor of, having that keyword with the whole effect and the and the name of the card. So. Yeah. We looked at no, it. No, I like the way that it's done. So. That is that one. I, think. I guess Java's never playing this. Uh, no, yeah, we didn't want it. The the within three was kind of like... Because <laughs> I think... Yeah, it, it started off different, um, but I, I like where it ended up. I think I think it's uh, going to be a interesting card and, and giving a nice, fun toy for um, Scum. And a lot of Scum figures already have a reroll with, like, HKs or something, but... There's a lot of figures oh, that get less play in Scum that would really appreciate the reroll, I think. So. Yeah, and I know rerolls are one of those things that are um, diminishing returns, so you very less often need a second reroll if you already have one. Yep. Alright, I think we're... Are, are we done with command cards? Let's see if this oh, is... Oh, Terran Malikos can use this. Yeah. I'm j I just looked up uh, Scum Leaders, and we got... 
Jabba, Hondo, Terran, Cad Bane, and then we get down to Jabba Scavenger. Yeah, so, but there's not too many, and they quickly go down to uh, in point value. Yep, it'll be good with Cad Bane too. Yeah, yeah, it seems really good with Cad Bane, especially when he can flee at the last second or like move someone at the start of their turn uh, to get them within the range three. You know, play that out of turn manipulation of movement. Seems good with Cad. Before we go on to the rest of the deployment cards, I want to say that the, most of these cards were not designed by me. I I helped a lot with like getting them to their final form, but I just want to give a huge shout out to the rest of the, the steering committee, especially Josh and Morgan, who are our newest members, but also Derek and Isaac and um, even Jake helped out uh, in the beginning of this. Uh, did a lot of work on these uh, technician cards, especially uh, when he was still actively with the committee so huge props to these guys they put they brought so much creativity to the season that it just kind of blows my mind like how amazing this season is for me personally um, so I just wanted to give a shout out because I don't normally be like so and so designed this card because a lot of times it's everybody working together to get all the cards to where they need to be but I did want to give everybody on the steering committee a huge shout out yeah I mean mad props and respect to everyone on the committee that uh puts a lot of time and effort into making this stuff to keep the game going, just because they have such a passion for it. And you guys come up with a lot of cool stuff for this. So, that's why we're here doing a podcast. Exactly. Alright, let's get on. I think we're done with command cards. And we have our first... Ooh, our first guy. Deployment card. Hey! It's Rogue One Guy! <laughs> and we have Mr. Baze Malbus. Uh, I've seen a few custom versions of this on the the new custom card chat, and every single time it looked very wordy, just like this one. <laughs> okay, well, let's read it. Uh, so, for those listening on, on audio, this is Baze Malbus, Faithful Protector. He is a 6-point Guardian Heavy Weapon. He has 11 health, 3 speed, 1 black defense die, and he has a ranged attack of blue, red, yellow. His surge abilities are an innate plus 2 accuracy, he has Surge for plus one damage and Cleave one. Uh, the CL dot is Cleave. Um, and then Surge for Blast one damage and Cleave one damage. So we have a ranged Cleave. cleave? <laughs> oh no! Okay. And then his abilities are uh, first of all, he has Assault, so he can perform multiple attacks each activation. He has Into the Fray. It says, at the start of your activation, you gain one damage power token for each hostile figure within line of sight to you. Then, gain one movement point. Then he has Hold the Line. At the end of your activation, gain one block power token for each hostile figure with line of sight to you. So, as you can guess, as you can kind of see how he works, um, he starts off with Into the Fray. For each figure he can see, he gets a power token, and then he gets a free movement point, uh, which helps him with his assault ability. Also helps with the, him having three speed. And then if he ends his activation with a bunch of guys looking at him, he gets some block power tokens. Wow. This seems like a guy you definitely want to get blasting on round one if you can. Uh, so just a reminder for folks that don't know how Cleave works on ranged attacks. This is not something we created for ICP, by the way. This is something FFG had already established uh, with uh, Grand Inquisitor, who could perform a ranged attack and had Cleave abilities. 
Uh, when you have cleave on a ranged attack, you choose the target for the cleave by choosing a target that is within your line of sight, that is not the defender, that is also within X spaces, where X is the accuracy you rolled for your attack. Uh, not rolled, the, the accuracy of your attack. Mm -hmm. So in this case, um, he can choose something at, within at least four spaces because he has plus two accuracy and a blue attack die. Alright, I feel like the Rebel Salvators are ending their relationship with Kotun and starting a relationship with Baze Malbus. This guy looks so good in heavy weapons lists. He might even be coming for the Sab's job. I mean, he's got these six points in heavy weapon. He's also a, yes. he's also a guardian, um, which is really important, and mm. especially once we look at his command card. But that means he gets oh. access to Iron Will, um, as well as Get Behind Me. <clears throat> he's not a spy, so he doesn't have spy stuff like the Sabs do, but um, Guardian means he, he has a lot more defensive tricks. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. I uh, I think this guy might be overtuned. <laughs> we'll see. He, his, mean, he only has Surge for plus one damage. Everything else is like spread damage so he doesn't hit super hard uh, but he can, he can do a lot of spread damage but his spread is so wide he just has to see you and I mean range but you know the cleave the range cleave that's um that's good I'll say when you can get the assault and you can get the two attacks in an activation and you have line of sight to like three figures it's a lot of fun to be playing, yeah. to be playing base. It means you oh. probably messed up if you're the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to clarify here, into the fray always gives him exactly one movement point, right? Yes. Yeah, that's not tied to any number of hostile figures or anything. Just want to clear that up. Right, that's correct. Yeah. Um, actually, he. I mean, I get. I think he looks. He works good with Kotun because you might want be looking for more accuracy on him. He rolls minimum four, but he could roll a lot higher. And just getting extra power tokens to spend, and then Kotun says, oh, you spent a power token? Here's some rerolls. Yep. Yeah, he might be coming for the Sob's job, because he looks really good with Saw and Kotun. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, I thought, I thought you guys were balancing him by making him three speed, but then you gave him an extra movement point, so... <laughs> It means he can only. It means he is speed three, like when he doesn't have somebody in his light of sight. So if he's starting um, in the back. Hold on, what? It means he can only move three spaces for each. You know, if he, if he doesn't have anybody in his line of sight. Or no, excuse me. No, I'm sorry. You're right. He he does gain the yeah, one no matter what. Sorry. Yeah. So it's kind of like he is. Th it. It's sort of like he has 3.5 movement. Yeah, you want to double move him, you get 7. That's Yeah, that's a better way of, of saying it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's look at his command card, and then we can go on to the next one. So, final stand, 2 points for Baze Malbus only. Use when a friendly figure within 3 spaces has suffered damage equal to its health before it is defeated. Perform a move or attack. If you have not activated this round, you recover 2 damage. And to clarify, yes, that means that if 
Baze is the figure that suffered damage equal to his health that you were playing that command card for. He will recover two damage if he has not activated that round. So he'll he'll not die. So this is kind of like and here we have another good card from Mara Jade. <laughs> yes, so very good card from Mara Jade. Um, so it's pretty it's kind of like a combination of Onar's extra protection and MHD's Miracle Worker. Um, but it, the Miracle Worker part only works on Baze and only if he has not activated that round. Mm -hmm. And the extra protection part only works when that figure would basically have would die like if it's if it's taking damage equal to its health yeah yeah that's this card's crazy and it's got a lot of conditions but it's so versatile in what it can do it's fun but it yeah. feels fair like when you play it and you're like you re you realize the the stipulations on what it can do and when it can do it it's like your opponent had to kind of could have seen some of these things coming. Yeah, that too. Plus, it's like it's just like well, I didn't get to activate with this guy yet, so I I get to keep my activation this round. Mm -hmm. But if you already activated with all then the guardian he's, he's cards, oh my god, and Mara's a guardian and rebels. Yes, <laughs> guardian lists here we come. But yes, this is very good with get behind me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, I've already we've seen one figure, and I'm already coming up with so many ideas. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's Guardian the Force users. That's one of the great things about new seasons is we're always trying to put in cards that you can build around. Yeah. All right. This is great. Who do we think is coming up next? Uh, I think it's going to be. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that! It's Chirrut Imwe! <laughs> Alright, Chirrut Imwe. Four points for a Brawler Guardian. Uh, he is 8 health, 4 speed, white defense die, melee attack of green, yellow, yellow. He has reach, and he has surge for plus 2 damage, and surge for cleave 1. He has three abilities. The first one is Devout. It says, you may use Rebel Force User Command Cards. So note, he is not a Force User. Um argued a lot about this one because and eventually it does say on the Star Wars official Star Wars website it says well Chirrut is not a force user or cannot use the force blah 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 he has special innate abilities so this was kind of our compromise here because um, we want him to be playable in a rebel force user list so uh, he so knows. question already is that that's specifically Rebel Force user cards, so he can't use generic Force user cards? Correct. Mmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, it also means he cannot... He can play Knowledge and Defense, but he can't redraw it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, He's so... going through the list right now of what he can play. So the next ability oh, is... Go ahead. I'm one with the force. When a ranged attack targeting you is declared, choose an adjacent hostile figure. If you do, apply minus one damage to the attack results, and the chosen figure suffers one damage. So you can kind of send a damage aimed at him over to a hostile, adjacent hostile figure when he is attacked uh, by a ranged attack specifically. 
Uh, the reason there's also a flavor reason that it doesn't work on melee attacks because if it worked on melee attacks, you could just send it back at the attacker, which didn't mm. seem eh, we didn't like that. So, or at least some of us didn't. Some of us liked it. the uh, The next ability is the forces with me. At the start of a hostile figure's activation, you may move up to two spaces to a space adjacent to a hostile figure. Limit once per round. So oh. that, that sets you up for on one with the force. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, huh. And he's a brawler guardian. I feel like this is the, uh... Mom, I want Chera Imwe. We have Chera Imwe at home. It's Tress. <laughs> yeah, Tress. I mean, yeah, he's very similar to Tress. Um, he plays really well with guardian stuff as well, though. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Since he can and take a, an attack out on himself. And he's a 4.3 die attacker. Yes. That's uh, that's strong. And then he's got some decent surges. But the reach is, uh, reach is really good on him. So I guess he might, he seems like a candidate to oversurge. And the fact that he can't redraw knowledge and defense is a little saddening. But he's got a lot of abilities to make up for it. Alright, should we look at his command card? Yeah, I always forget these guys get command cards. Alright, he has the Light Bow. This is a one-point card, only for Chirrut Runway. Uh, it is a special action. Perform a ranged attack using one blue, one red, and one green die. This attack uses only the following abilities. It gets plus two accuracy, has surge for plus one damage, and it has surge for pierce four. Ooh. Now, this is the first time we see Pierce 4 used on a card in both regular or IACP. That's true. We've never seen a Pierce 4. Wow. Um, I forgot about this scene in the movie. <laughs> I don't remember him pulling out a bow. I'm pretty sure he's blind, so I guess he must have had a little force sensitivity to accomplish that, but... He does. He uses it twice. He uses it in the Battle on Scarif, and he uses it in the the rainy canyon scene. I forget the name of that planet um, where they're finding the scientists. And he actually, in that scene, he actually uses it to shoot down a TIE fighter. <clears throat> so that's where the Pierce mm. 4, inspir the inspiration for the Pierce 4 came from. Gotcha. Uh, I have a question. Um, how does Chur Imwe draw line of sight? He's okay, blind. we're moving on to the next card. <laughs> Not taking any questions this time. Uh, I do want to point out that it... Oh, th this looks good, but just one more note on Imwe. Uh, it seems like a very good matchup with Mara as well. This command card works with Mara. I don't know how perfect it is, how great it is synergistically. I mean, it does give her a ranged attack. And the fact that he is a... Pseudo force user brawler guardian and Mara is a force user brawler guardian in Rebels. Seems like there's a lot of synergy to bring both of these guys in a list. Yep, it'll be fun to see Mara in more Rebel lists too. You see her mostly in like feels like scum and Empire lists, <clears throat> unless she's there's playing with Rebel Luke. force users. They're so mm -hmm. good. All right, speaking of Rebel force users. Yeah, here we go. Video game time. Good timing, oh. too. 
All right, so we yeah. while you're reading that, I'll read it to folks listening on the audio podcast. We've got Mr. Cal Kestis, Jedi Survivor. This is a 8-point Force user technician. So this is actually our first new technician figure. Uh, he's, again, 8 points. He has 13 health, 5 speed, a white defense die, a melee attack of red, yellow, yellow. He's got surge for plus 2 damage, surge for pierce 3, and then he has two separate surge abilities for cleave 2 damage. So you can combine those into surge for cleave 4, or you can spread them out if you have enough surges to on different targets. And then he has two abilities. The first one is a special action called Wall Run. Uh, it says move a number of spaces up to your speed. During this movement, you may ignore terrain and spaces that share an edge or corner with a wall. So it kind of makes sense, but the way that basically works is uh, during that movement, if he's moving through a space and that space is either touching its corner to one of the black thick wall lines or touching its edge to one of those walls, um, he can ignore any terrain in that uh, in that space, including blocking and impassable terrain. Um, and since it's move X spaces, that means he's also ignoring um, difficult terrain and figures that are in those spaces as well. So nice movement ability for him. And then his second ability is called Force Slow. And it says at the start of the round, choose a hostile figure within three spaces. That figure's group cannot be activated during its owner's next opportunity to resolve an activation. Uh, so basically what that means is, you know, it's at the start of the round, you choose a hostile figure within three spaces. That figure's entire group, if it has a group of multiple finger, figures, or if it's just a single figure, um, cannot be activated during the next activation for the opponent. Uh, the reason we use that, that wording is so that it's clear uh, if their opponent is down to one activation, like one group, that's their only group left, they basically have to skip that activation. They, they are forced to pass, even if they couldn't normally legally pass, because they're not able to activate during that activation. But then they'll get to activate it during their next opportunity to resolve an activation. Okay. Right. What do you think of Cal? I think he's a very unique design as far as uh, Force users go. And I think he already has some synergies with some of the lesser played Force users, like uh, Kane and Jarus and Ezra. I, I don't think they see that much play at this point. But, like, he's got a start of round that messes with your opponent's abilities to, um, you know, play certain activations. And then Kanan has something where you, like, predict the next one they're going to play and then they have to tell you who they're going to play as or something and then Ezra has that start around like move four spaces to set up where you want to be uh, the speed five is good uh, he seems very mobile and the fact that he's a technician and has a special action that is not an attack also kind of seems insane Yes, you can very much do wall run into all in a day's work into pummel. It's one of my favorite plays with him. <laughs> wow, yeah, you can. Jesus. No. He's obviously got the search plus two, search pierce three. I see the red, yellow, yellow attack profile, so he is able to um, get some beef damage on there, but more roll all the surges he's going to need. 
Uh, you got to look out for that cleave. Because mm-hmm. that can easily stack. He might do more damage to the person next to him than, <laughs> than the person he's attacking. Yeah, that was one of our answers to how do we make this 8-point figure feel worth his points without just giving him a second attack? Um, and the surge for cleave... At, we actually started with one surge for cleave, too, and he was feeling kind of underwhelming, and we added a second surge for cleave, too, and then it was like, oh yeah, this is this is good. Like He has very good damage control, and then the combos you can do with the technician cards, very good. And he's hypermobile, so... When you wall run, you ignore terrain in spaces next to an next to a wall. Mm-hmm. If you run into blocking terrain, and then what happens if you end there? Are there rules for that? Yeah, I believe so because I think Ahsoka works similarly, or there's a, another card that works similarly. Um, if you end there, you're pretty much stuck until you wall run again. Oh, you can't get out if you don't have mobile? Or, yeah. you know, some way to bypass that? Pretty sure that's how that works, yeah. Uh, it's okay, though, because he has it innately on his yeah. card. So it's it's expected that if you get stuck somewhere, you can unstuck yourself during his next okay. activation. Um, follow-up question to that rule, then. If you get stuck, quote-unquote, in a area with, like, it's a box of four... Or, you know, like, a lot of spaces that are next to each other surrounded by blocking terrain. Can you move to the other spaces within that terrain? Um, I'd have to check, but I think so. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, definitely unique in some of these designs. Uh, I have not had an opportunity to play this game yet, and I know the sequel's coming soon. It's on my list to play the original. (laughs) Maybe get to the sequel sometime next year. Um... So, this is still cool, though. Terran was one of my favorite designs from the last season. Yeah, this was very much inspired by the the video game. Like, I spent so much time figuring out how to make Wall Run a thing. <laughs> I feel like we finally we got it. Force Low 2 was really hard. The rest of the... I think I, I ended up coming up with that one, too. But we really wanted Force Low to be a thing, because it's one of his unique powers in the game that you don't see it anywhere else in the Mm. franchise um and it's actually like it's actually a really powerful ability in the game like being able to stun something or not stun it but you know what i mean like um yeah yeah slow somebody from stop somebody from activating first in the round is really powerful it really lets him like tag team with somebody on like a queen piece that you don't want to get away at the start of the round um and it it's it's something you have to really think about when you're playing against Cal to avoid his bubble so you're not being slowed down during the next round. Yeah, it does really seem like that. Like, even if you, uh, you know, you know you're not going to win the initiative war next round, you can at least activate him last run up and be like, oh, your queen piece, you know, is out here. I, I know you're about to take initiative and run away, but no, you're not. You're going to have to do something less powerful and uh, leave him exposed for me. Yeah, like, I played a game with him where I was playing against Boba Fett, which is usually really hard for Rebel Force users, and he ended up in a spot where he was just inside Cal's bubble, and because of that, instead of getting to run away, I got to attack him uh, three times with two of my Force users before he could get away, and it felt really good. So, um, 
This I think this is going to be a really fun fun figure. But he has a um, card, so should we talk about that? Yeah. Or? I was just going to say, does Video Game Man uh, seem like he should be costed at 8, like, narratively? I mean, he's the main character. He's... And he grows a lot. I think 8 was a good spot. He's not quite like a queen piece, right? But he's... He's more than, like, just your average guy. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And also, we eight. We felt like we didn't have a lot of eight point figures, so we were trying to make that fill fill that spot. Because <laughs> we okay. know people have been saying like too many seven point figures already, too many ten point figures. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have a problem with the seven points, <laughs> but okay. okay, nice. All right. So his command card is Cal's Cal's buddy. So this is for Cal hmm. Kestis only. Two points. It says, use during your activation to deploy the BD-1 companion figure to your space. For the rest of the mission, it activates at the start or end of your activation. Hmm, I wonder what kind of companion this is going to be. What traits it might have. Well, yes, we have BD-1, the droid technician. This is our technician companion I mentioned. So this will be deployed when you play the command card. And I think this is the first companion that gets deployed via command card. Yeah, I think the other ones are either skirmish upgrades or they just start as a part of the card, like when you start the mission, and maybe a command card can redeploy them, but it's not like hidden until you actually get the command card out. Right, so yeah, the other ones can redeploy, but this is this one deploys it. So this is a, again, droid technician companion, has 4 health, 4 speed, black defense die, no attack, has three abilities. First one is Damaged Scomp Link. You are not counted for the purpose of control. Uh, this is important. Normally this is on, if this gets used, it's on the deployment card. Mm-hmm. But because this is on the companion itself, even if Cal dies, BD-1 will still not be able to control objectives. Which is different yeah. from like Jared. With Jared, if Jared dies, his companion actually starts counting for control. So He does? No. Yes. I haven't played enough, haven't played enough Jared then. That's how that works. So that's a down downside, but it's flavorfully it's linked flavorfully to his character in the game. Uh, he has a damage scomp link in the game. Uh, then we have special action for Stim Canister. It says an adjacent friendly figure recovers two damage. And then the big one, double special action, so it costs two actions. Terminal slicing. And it says discard an adjacent terminal to draw one command card. So that if you get that off on your opponent's command terminal, that's uh, that's good. Yep, it's break some missions too. Not, I don't know if it's going to break any that we use competitively, but there are some missions that you know have a lot to do with the terminals. Yep, but it is very unlikely that you'll be able. Usually, those have two terminals, uh, and it is very unlikely that you'll be able to discard both of them. So usually mm-hmm. it'll keep working as long as you don't discard both. But even if you do discard both, well, you broke the mission. Good job. <laughs> kill your kill the rest of your opponent's figures. You know. Yeah, this is really cool. This is really cool. I am. Uh, why did you guys go for a two point cost on this though? Um, he's pretty good, especially if you get him out on round one. Like having mm-hmm. a command card that heals two damage from any figure in play every turn. It's pretty good, actually. So, okay, here's a question. If he, Since he doesn't have an attack profile, does that mean he cannot attack? 
Or can he play that card and get four dice and make a four die yellow attack for technicians? Uh, he can't play that card. The only attack he can do is improvised weapons. The command card that lets you perform a ranged attack with a green and a yellow. Okay, so if you don't have an attack profile, you can't add dice to an attack and then make an attack? Right. You can't perform an attack that, with an ability that says perform an attack, because you don't have an attack type. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the other thing is he's uh, he can play all, all the other command cards, so like he can absolutely run up and disable one of your figures. Um, with, with disable, he can... Uh, play uh, uh, set the charges to do a grenade ability and open a door. So he adds a lot of um, he adds a lot of action economy, which mm-hmm. as a technician is very powerful. Uh, so that's something we had to take into account too when costing it and designing it. And one of the reasons we made it a command card too, it just felt like it would be too strong to have access to this at the start of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I think it makes sense. It's like the other part of this character is his little buddy. It also kind of mirrors what how it happens in the game. Like I don't I think in the game I've only watched the game get played <coughs> on like mm-hmm. YouTube, but it's about a quarter to a third of the way into the game he f- he actually finds this character and it becomes his companion. So it kind of makes so sense. So he doesn't start with it. Yeah, he doesn't start yeah. with it as his friend. So all right, moving on. Now oh, you must have taken a break too. Yeah, I felt that post, uh, post-workout post fatigue starting to set in since we had to do this right when I came back. Oh, yeah. So got some energy to keep going. Okay, next one. Next one. Saska. Mm. A new Saska. Yes. With so new art. Doing Saska. Yeah, last minute I found this art. I found this art in the RPG source book for all, of all places. So already, out. oh, the you said the RPG source book. Yeah, I was looking through that just at the last minute, and I was like, "Wait a second, this is Sasuke. I don't. It's have, actually Sasuke. It's definitely her. I mean, she's got the right vest, the right colors. She's just like there was like a dude standing behind her that I had to erase. I had to erase <laughs> the source book around her and put a new background. I totally did this all myself. I, I sometimes I have to do this. Like, if you ever look at Davith or Mern, those have totally new backgrounds with plus a bunch of like extra stuff I have to Photoshop to make the lightsaber look like it's actually part of the background. Um, yeah, I just never yeah. thought we we saw any of the Imperial Assault characters outside of the actual game. Oh yeah, anywhere. Garkon is in there. Um, wow. Just like a totally different artwork of Garkon I've never seen before, but it's definitely him with his axe. Um, Totally. And this is like for the, like the role playing game. Uh, this is uh, not the '80s one. The Edge of the Empire FFG's RPG. Ah, uh, FFG. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I now want to play this new 
Uh, well, I don't know if it's new, but I now want to play this this uh, role playing game. Make these guys some NPCs. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good game from what I've heard. But anyway, Sasuke. So yeah, we totally uh, redid her. Not totally. We kept some of the things that obviously people really like, but um, we felt like it was time to just try another uh, a try because we initially she used to cost six. We recosted her in season three down to four, allowed her to see some play, like some competitive play, but it was really just if you wanted that shady contacts to bring mm -hmm. Hondo or whatever into your uh, rebel list. So now we've taken a crack at redesigning her, so let's look at what she does. She First of all, she's a technician now. That should, seems obvious. She's like the poster boy for technicians. Um, anybody who was listening to the earlier part, you might have no noticed Sasuke was missing. Well, this is why, because she's getting her own dedicated deployment card, so she doesn't need to be on that list. Uh, Sasuke is a four-point technician smuggler spy. She has seven health, four speed, white defense die, and a ranged attack of green and yellow. She has some new surge abilities, so she has plus two accuracy built in. She's got surge for plus two damage now and plus one accuracy. Surge for weaken and stun, and surge for plus one damage and pierce one. So very good surge abilities. Uh, she used to just have surge for plus one twice, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but she's much better now. Uh, and now her abilities, she still has Shady Contacts, that's unchanged. You may include up to one non-upgrade uh, mercenary deployment, mercenary faction deployment card in your army. Uh, but we've reworked Unstable Devices and given her a third ability. So Unstable Devices now says, Once during your activation, a friendly figure in your line of sight may gain one device token. Which of course is from Campaign. She gives out device tokens in Campaign, so now she finally does that in Skirmish too. So what do device tokens do? Well. Her power converter ability says, once per round, while a friendly figure with a device token is attacking, it may re-roll one attack die. Before re-rolling, you may replace that die with another attack die of any color. It is considered re-rolled. So basically, this is old school Lando. Um, mm. And if you notice, you don't have to spend the device tokens to use them. They just yeah. give the ability. Now the catch is, she can only do this once per round. So even if you spread out four or five device tokens somehow, if the game goes that long, you only get to do that once per round. So it's not once per figure per round, it's once. It's a hard once per round on Sasuke using that ability. And if she dies, device tokens don't do anything anymore. Seems what do you think? I mean, this seems like an upgrade. Uh, she's got one more health. For some reason, I thought that her current version had nine health, but I guess that's Mern, the four-cost uh, campaign hero we reworked to yes. have a ridiculous amount of health. Um, Shitty Contacts is the same. Yeah, Unstable Device always looked like poop. Yeah, it used to be a, a uh, grenade with a yellow yeah. die, and it damaged her. Yeah, and like it damaged her and might not damage the opponent and took an action. Yep, and it costed an action. Now, now she's... She seems like an alternate harem. Like, if you want to bring a scum unit and you don't need the smooth landing, but you want to have the call shot, I think it is from her. Yeah, call the shots. Because mm -hmm. uh, Hera gets to add the damage or the surge, and it's like, well, I could reroll a bad dice on someone instead and, you know, 
probably add a damage or a surge or something else or change the die or add more range. Uh, and Hera's very useful. So, you know, the 7 health, 4 speed profile, 4 points. Uh, she's a smuggler. And she's now a technician and a spy, so she's got great traits. Uh, the only thing she's kind of missing under Hera is not having a 3 die attack. But her surges are so good that it kind of makes up for it. And if you want to reverse temporary alliance someone, she... Like I said, she seems like comparable to Hera. You'd like take her instead and get similar upgrades. Yeah, I really wanted her to be more than just shady contacts, even though we know people will still want her to be able to do that. Um, <clears throat> we want her to be her own support figure with her own flavor that feels different from everything else that um, Rebel has. So. Uh, that was a big reason for me wanting to have those device tokens just stick around and change it to a once per round. Is it's going to feel a lot different from Mern giving out hidden tokens and Gideon giving out focus tokens and Cochin giving out power tokens. It's like, yes, they're all tokens, but they're all spent and gone and you have to keep replenishing them each round. And Sasuke, she gives a token and then that token is available for the rest of the game as long as Sasuke is still alive. Um, so she like permanently modifies something, even though, again, the trade-off is she can only, only one figure can do that each round, so, <clears throat> for a balance yeah. reasons. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, she doesn't have a, um, she doesn't have a new command card, does she? Uh, no, she does not, so she still has her, I think it's like set a trap or something. Okay, set a trap or something. Trying uh, to see where you that... just type in Sasuke in the drop tabletop admiral. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking for something else really quick. Uh, I guess we could jump over to the to the next one. Sure. Or actually, I pulled it up. Um, yeah. Uh, this. Okay. So you want to keep Sasuke alive to get all the rerolls, right? Mm hmm. So. Uh, She's four points. She kind of seems like your orbital bombardment target. Uh, I think that's leaders. It's only. not leader. It's not. It's not leaders. Oh, it's any unique. No. Oh yeah, you could do that. It is unique. If it stays four points, isn't it like a four point? I had to find that board game geek form. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, her command card is hidden trap, which is actually not bad. It's two points, special action. Choose a terminal. Each figure adjacent to that terminal suffers two damage. Hmm, okay. Yeah, that that's not bad. That's a very technician-y card. And, I mean, that's cool. Run that with Chopper, who's also a technician. Mm. So is um, is Hera not like a technician in the show? Hera, yeah, I, I floated Hera, but I really couldn't find enough to like back, my, back up my case that she's a technician, so she's not a technician. Okay. I haven't seen Rebels yet, so I wouldn't... I think it's implied really that she does most of the repair work on the ship, but I think maybe Zeb and Chopper do more of it. I think Chopper, especially, is really the one doing all the repairs. So. Wait, are you saying we need uh, Technician Zeb? Uh, I didn't say that, but Chopper's a technician. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ooh, okay. We're getting another crack at a lot of these heroes. 
So Give the, me a new Verona. The reason Verena's in her ISCP frame here is because the only change is that she's now seven points instead of eight. Uh, I was pulling up uh, the current version to see what the difference was. Yep, the only difference okay, is nice. she's one less point. We like yeah, her. I think that's that's fine. We like her redesign, but I think just being eight wasn't enough. Uh, she wasn't good enough for yeah. eight. Seems like eight is a high threshold for power. Like you have to really be able to do a lot as an eight-point figure for some reason, but not be a queen piece. So she wasn't quite up to that level. So down down to seven, and so we're hoping that's she's more. That's kind of what I was getting at with Cal Kestis earlier when you put him at eight. I was like, ooh, it kind of looks like it's like just that much harder to squeeze him in with as much other stuff in your list because he's eight. Seven seems to be kind of a magic number, and so we have a lot of sevens. And that's why um, I mentioned that adding that second cleave ability, I think, is what mm -hmm. really brought him up to eight, whereas Verena has just the fighting knife as her um, additional damage-dealing ability, which is just not quite enough. It means she's like... She's well, like, close quarters looks awesome. Yeah, it's it's a great single target attack. Um, mm -hmm. But to be an eight point, I think you need to be able to like do one and a half attacks worth of damage. Yeah, which fighting knife is not quite there. Fighting knife is like one and a quarter attacks worth of damage. So, so seven points. Yeah. I think she'll be. I think she'll be a lot more um, palatable and interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all that. I think. We still might not see enough play with her, um, but I think that's just because there's already so much other cool stuff coming out. That's pretty much it. But it, she'll be like she won't feel like a handicap when you play her. It does feel like she needed to go go down a point. Yeah, she's that's fun. good. She's a fun figure, so I I hope people do get to play with her more. She's a lot of fun. All right, I think we are finally moving into Empire here with Farina. Oh, yep, here we go. First Imperial Ooh. figure. Is Del Mico. So different video game, but another video game. <laughs> oh god, I don't know this video game either. Is this the Battlefront? This is Battlefront 2. Same, this... same as Aiden. Same squad even, so he's actually part of her squad. Aiden is from Battlefront 2? Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> is Aiden the one you play as? Yeah, Aiden's the one you play as. Okay. So they're all part of Inferno Squad. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, There's so a lot have, of video games I need to catch up on. <laughs> so we have Del Mico. So he has a five-point technician trooper spy. So here's another technician trooper. I think we had talked about uh, Grenadier as, with this guy. And actually, he's really good with Grenadier, so we'll get to that. So he has health eight, speed four, black defense die, and he has a range attack of blue, blue, yellow. He's got surge for plus two damage and surge for plus two accuracy. He has three abilities. First one is Expertise. After you perform a special action, you may perform an additional action. Limit once per activation. And he has a special action ability, Gifted Mechanic. It says, choose an adjacent friendly droid or vehicle. If you do, you and that figure recover one damage and gain one damage power token. And by the way, you have to be able to choose somebody for that. If you don't have a target, you don't get to benefit from it. And then he has a surge mm -hmm. ability, open-minded, after this attack resolves, gain one movement point or one power token of any type. Okay. He seems good. He's got some range. He's a technician. Uh, three die attack. 
And like you said, he gets... Yeah, he can grenadier and like keep on going yep. with that expertise. He basically can do grenadier for free. Um, he can do urgency for free. He can move twice and urgency, so he's kind of insane that way. Um, I think, he, what do we say? It moves, he can move 14 spaces in one activation if he... Urgencies plus uh, two movements. I wonder if we see him with sentry droids or perhaps probe, probe droids. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's kind of the idea is he's another support for the droid archetype. Although that archetype's been doing quite well lately. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, he seems more like a support for the um, like technician archetype, but I guess also droids and vehicles. Yep. And yeah, droids have been doing good. Yep, and if you if you do want him to get that damage bar token, you do need to have either a droid or a vehicle in your army, at least for to do it round one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though I can see you going for a technician list and then just pairing him with like a, a probe droid, probe droid or something to try and get those off. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so many command cards where that'll give him that special action that he doesn't necessarily need to. You know, worry about the gifted mechanic. Expertise might be good enough just with all the command cards you can play with him. Yep. That's true. Um, but he's pretty good with, uh, like, jet troopers or, like you said, probe droids. Oh, yeah. They're, they're vehicles. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we'll see some more support for jet troopers and probe droids a little later. Oh, let's, God. <laughs> let's look at his cool. uh, command card. Support Specialist. This is a two-point card for Del Mico only. Special action cost. Choose a friendly droid technician or trooper within three spaces. That figure interrupts to perform an action. And actions can include attack, move, interact, and special action abilities, which is what it says in the reminder text. You can't play this to have them interrupt to perform a command card action, right? Uh, you can. You can? Yes. Wait, what? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's very different to give an action to something. We don't really see that in the game, like to interrupt to perform an action. You normally, cards say you can interrupt to perform an attack or perform a move and attack. It's very like limited to what you can do. That's why I push. I included the reminder text on here that it includes special action abilities. Yeah, I just didn't think you could uh, play this and then play another command card to like satisfy which action that would be. Yep, all you need That's... to play a special action command card is an action. That's cool. And he can use That's this on himself, a... too, for what it's worth. Oh, wow, he can which means that you can combine it with expertise um, to get a free action off of this. Could you play this on an e-web and then play all in a day's work on the e-web? The e-web would have to use a special action, but yes, if you did that, then the e-web could get a special action that way. Sure, like you have the e-web, yeah, use a special action like... One of the other command cards that give it an attack because that's like uh, two no, or three sorry. of them. No, sorry, I'm rereading all a day's work. It says during uh, during, your during activation, so that that limit okay. was placed on that, so that's good. Yeah. So now I don't have to worry about it. Okay, 
Cool. Well, that's uh, that opens a lot of doors. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Who's next? Aha. Second sister. Second sister. So she is from right. the uh, same video game as Cal Kestis, the Fallen Order video game. Mm. So this is five points for a force user hunter technician. Ooh, hunter. So this is one of our few hunter technicians, along with Zuckus. Mm-hmm. She is 10 health, speed 4, black defense die, uh, red and yellow attack, melee attack. Uh, she has plus 1 surge built into her attack. <coughs> she's surge for plus 2 and surge for pierce 3. And then she also has another surge ability for mastery. So says choose... Uh, I need to fix that. It's a typo. Choose... Uh, let's see. Let's see, that's... Choose or redraw. One or less. Redraw a. Oh, choose and redraw a force user command card of one or less in your discard pile. Yep, I think that's it. So that's what it's supposed to do. Um, Yeah. So I'll have to go back and double check. I think Josh would know uh, what that's supposed to be. But we'll fix that before uh, release. And then let's let's limit once per round. So you can redraw any force user command card as long as it costs one or less. So, Force Rush, or Force... some other ones? Dark Energy. Dark Dark Energy, yep. Dark Energy's a good one. Uh, Oh, she's got Force Sleep. Yep, so she has Ahsoka. Yep, she has Ahsoka's Force Sleep. Great for a technician. And then she has a new attack ability, special action, called Saber Orbit. For each adjacent hostile figure... Uh, perform a melee attack using one red die targeting that figure. And she does get the extra surge. Yep, so it's a red die plus one surge. That? Hmm. I guess if you get two or three, it could be good. Like, because her, her surges are so powerful. Yeah, she does and, have the surge hey, three. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying she has a surge for pierce three. Yeah. Although this isn't going to be very great against white dies if they... Like, one evade kind of kills this attack. Those attacks. I mean, you might get a little bit of damage. It's going to be interesting. To say the least. Technician. Force user. Hunter. Oh, wait. That wouldn't work. Uh, Interesting character. You want to see her command card? Yeah, let's go ahead to that. Alright, so she has Force Drain. This is one point, uh, one per deck. Special action, choose an adjacent hostile figure. That figure suffers two damage and becomes stunned and weakened. If that figure is a Force user, you recover three damage. That's very flavorful. It works better against Force users. Uh, It's strong, works only on the second sister. She's going to have a fun time with Mara. Uh, I think this season has been... uh, (laughs) Oops, all Force users, it feels like. (laughs) I mean, not entirely. We have the whole technician thing, but there's a lot of Force users going around. We have two Um, proper Force users. Two? Yeah, pretty sure. Has it really just been Cal Kestis and a uh, second sister? Yeah. Uh, I guess. I'm sure it is a faux force user. 
Yeah, you, okay. Okay, we're just pulling a lot from the games. This is the video game season. Mm-hmm. Still, that seems like a very cool card. Cool command card. Alright, anything else to say or we want to move on? Uh, yeah, let's move on. Alright, we got Scout Troopers finally Here they are. Back. So, the much requested Scout Trooper fix. These guys are from Season 3. They've always been kind of at the bottom of the ISCP power ranking. Because um, we thought that uh, their camouflage ability might be broken. But turns out it wasn't. <clears throat> so, 8 points for a Spy Trooper. Um, they have 7 health. There's 2 in a group. 4... Uh, Figure cost of four. Their speed four, black defense die, range attack of blue and a red. They have plus three accuracy built in, surge for plus three accuracy, surge for plus two damage, and surge for pierce one. Um, they have camouflage, so hostile figures four more spaces away cannot draw line of sight to you, and you don't blo block line of sight for those figures. They have find weakness, so this is new. Um, when you declare an attack, you may choose to either apply plus one surge to the attack results. Or have the defender become weakened. Ooh. Okay. And then exploit weakness is while attacking a figure with a harmful condition, you may re-roll one attack die. So what do we think okay. of new scouts? Um, I like the find weakness. It's it's a good buff. Um, That's because weakness sometimes is very useful and sometimes doesn't do much. But what you can do is then attack with the first one, and if you want to like spread a bunch of weakness, you can then attack with the second one. And if you like attack someone else, but if you uh, don't, you can just attack the same one with both, and the second one you may as well apply a plus one surge, and your opponent has minus one evade because they're already weakened. Mm -hmm. So. And then you get the exploit weakness, which is very nice. Okay, so that's... I'm comparing to the original one. You used to get plus one surge, but the reroll seems a lot better because that red die, if it doesn't roll well, it's it's not good. Yep. They have decent uh, accuracy. I see the surge for the pierce one is new. And I think this does look work very well with like camouflage because your opponents are going to have to kind of run up to you know fight these guys and take them out and they're going to be annoying and shoot from the back uh, but at the same time a lot of characters with return fires like this kind of cancels them uh, like you know migs han solo they're not going to be able to shoot back unless they have on the lamb and run right up into your face mm -hmm. um i wonder how well they pair with hk assassin droids yeah, that's a good one. They have very similar abilities. Uh, they're just expressed in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, like, these guys can set up the weakness to then have the HKs get that extra damage on their attacks. Although the HKs can set up weakness, it, it'd be nice if the HKs can just go and attack when it's already set up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, these guys are definitely an upgrade over what they used to be. They look interesting. They look cool. Alright, let's move on. Alright. More cards. Alright, Vader's Finest. This is an attachment. This is an upgrade from the original, which was a two-point skirmish upgrade attachment that was unique. It's now elite. Uh, it is trooper only. 
Figures in this group gain special action, perform an attack, and then gain two movement points. Uh, and then also special action, discard up to one harmful condition, and become focused. So this actually had a day one change, and we added limit once per figure per round to the focus ability. So the card is now different from what uh, was I showed Wesley when we recorded this. Just to let everybody know. Oh, wow. I had been tinkering in my head with the idea of running the original Vader's Finest on Snowtroopers. And the one thing is, like, how am I going to get them out into the field? Uh, and now it looks like you've made that that easy for me. You, it's only one action to focus. Yep. Uh, it seems kind of busted to give Empire, you know, kind of, quote-unquote, free access to focuses. Yep. Um, limited to troopers. Um, so yeah. that's a thing. It does still cost a section to, to do it. Um, and it, you can only you can't be focusing anything and everything. You're not focusing Vader with this, um, but Aiden's gonna really like this probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this works best on figures like uh, possibly stormtroopers, yeah. definitely heavy troopers, maybe even those uh, the scout troopers we just saw, but also. Definitely snowtroopers, because those are... I mean, this is only one point now, so it went down in cost by half. Mm -hmm. And it only costs one action, so you can, like... For one point, you can spend around one focusing three snowtroopers. They are now four die attackers, and they can still move somewhat into position on round one. Mm -hmm. I am afraid for what the uh, the tarot dewback snowtrooper list can do with this. Me too. <laughs> Alright, next one? Yep. I think we're into scum now. Yep, here we go. Scum. Ah, Gar Saxon? Gar Saxon. Okay. He's from the TV show. Uh, Clone Wars? He's from Clone Wars and from Rebels, I believe. He's from... Is he... You see that recurring bad guy? Yeah. So from he, he, Death Watch? He's from Death Watch. He was second to Maul. Or he supported I'm not that Maul. far in Clone Wars yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm season four. I'm Watched a little bit this morning. Maul regalia. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then he becomes an Imperial uh, dog for Rebel mm. season. He, he has the Death Watch under the command of the Empire in uh, Rebels. So let's read what he does. So Gar Saxton is six points for a vehicle leader trooper. Uh, he mm -hmm. has nine health, speed four, black defense dice, and a ranged attack of blue, red, yellow. He has mobile, plus two accuracy, surge for plus two damage, and surge for gain one block token. Mm. He has three abilities. One is Air, Airborne Commander. It says friendly mobile figures within four spaces can use your surge abilities. Oh, okay. Yep. And then Personal Combat Shield says whenever you spend a block power token while defending, apply plus one evade to the defense results. And then he has the Wrist okay. Flamethrower, which we've seen before, which is choose a space within two spaces. Each other figure on or adjacent to that space suffers one damage and one strain. 
Friendly mobile figures within four spaces can use their surge abilities. So that I think that works with both Boba Fett and um, what's her name from Rebels? Sabine. The other Mandalorian. Sabine. So it almost looks like you guys have found a way to like buff Mandalorian characters without creating a Mandalorian trait. Yeah. Um, it also works with jet troopers. Works with jet troopers, yeah. Yeah, if you want to alliance this guy in. And he's a vehicle. Yep, he's yeah. a vehicle. It also works with probe droids. Uh, I mean, yeah, it works with everything mobile. Uh, in faction, this works with Cad Bane. Yep, works with Cad Bane. <laughs> so he's kind of a lord for mobile figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like it. Oh! Oh, oh uh, you could... You know, Nexu can use this. <laughs> Anyone want to play Nexu? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although, you know that's really... I think this one has a mistake. I think he's actually supposed to only have 8 health. Okay, so that's a good caveat. wonder if people would play uh, regular jet troopers to spam a bunch of these on the field if they know that they can, like, give them plus 2 surges. Well, that's an interesting question. I think we should look at his command card. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Some car segue for you. Alright, his personal command card, if it'll load. Uh -oh. Hold on, did I not open the right one? Oh, yeah, here we go. His personal command card is called Choose a Side. It's three points. For his card and it hmm. says use during your activation during this round friendly mobile figures gain one of the following abilities based on your army affiliation so if you are if you're in a scum army they all gain personal combat shield and if you're an imperial army they all gain wrist flamethrower oh are those both abilities Gar has? Those yes, are they are. His abilities, yes. So you can reference his de deployment card when you play that. Point plus one evade to the deep. Well, okay. So the personal combat shield is for. Mm, but yeah, everyone has that as a surge ability. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool, but. Oh, wrist flamethrower to every mobile figure in your Imperial army. Two spaces, they suffer a damage and a strain. Wow. Honor adjacent to that space. Wow. Oh. And, uh... So you built Gar Saxon with Jet Troopers in mind, and you said he's six points, but if you want to have a bunch of little Jet Troopers with wrist flamethrowers, that's going to be a one-point temporary alliance tax. Yep. Or probe trades. Wow. Or... Um... <clears throat> We should mention the Nexu has mobile, so if you give that personal combat shield and you've got some extra armor tokens, the Nexu yeah. has cunning, so that's going to be a nice uh, plus two block, plus one evade for the rest of the round, each time you spend a, a block token. I mean, a Nexu might be worth it with plus two uh, as a surge for four points. That's cool. Um, less mobile figures in this game than I thought. 
I mean, this is technically a Boba Fett buff. Yeah, thought about that, because it does give him personal combat shield. Um, well, I mean, Gar Saxon just gives him an extra plus two, so he can search for plus two, search for plus two. That's a little, a little extra damage. Yeah. It's and a, again, the combat shield. Yeah, it's a minor. It's kind of minor, though, because he already had search for Pierce 1, so it's not like a huge upgrade. Yeah, but I can see people playing Mandalorian Bros, trying to stick them together. Yeah, definitely, and we, we definitely did that in testing, because because of Choose the Side is so strong with him. Yeah. Uh, Alright, let's see what the yeah, next Yeah, that's interesting. Is. I think Choose the Side is a lot more worth it in uh, Empire than it is in uh, Scum. Just because it seems like there's less spammable options in Scum for this. And we had a debate over whether he should be an Imperial figure based on the timeline, because he was in Rebels, he fights for the Empire, but we figured, I think we came out on the side that, you know, Temporary Alliance pretty much re re uh, represents that thematically, mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> this card was kind of a nod to like, okay, let's make something that works really well with, if he's in an Empire list. What were his traits again? Uh, he is a, a vehicle leader trooper. Vehicle leader and trooper? Oh, okay. So not a hunter. Not a hunter. Hmm. It doesn't work perfectly with Cat Bane, then. Because if you temporary lines, you get one extra, you know, plus one. Just wondering if there's a mobile figure you'd want to bring in to kind of round out some kind of strategy here. It does add another trooper for May Migs Mayfield, though. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Migs is good. Alright, let's see who's next. Alright, yes, yeah, so we can uh, move on. We're almost at the end here. Final stretch. Alright, Mandalorian Ooh. Super Commandos. And Ooh, these more were, generic units for scum. Yeah, these were recently introduced in Legion, so these got some nice figures available. So these are a 7.2 figure group of trooper vehicle hunters. Uh, figure costs 4 each. They are 7 health each, speed 4, black defense die, ranged attack with blue and yellow. They have mobile and an innate pierce one. They also have professional, so they get to reroll one die while attacking. They have surge for plus two damage and surge for plus three accuracy. They have two abilities. First one is jetpack rocket. Once per figure per round. Excuse me. You may spend two movement points to choose a hostile figure within three spaces and line of sight. Roll one blue die. That figure suffers damage equal to the damage results. And they have okay. shield gauntlet. Once during your activation, you may spend one movement point to gain one block token. Okay, it's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your plus one when you uh, temporary alliance in that last guy. I've exactly. Name escapes me. Exactly. Um, and this is another professional uh, scum figure, so that answers that question. We do need to figure out what, I was, how that works. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was the ability that uses uh, that goes on professional? It's a scum, oh, but scum they leader. Right, scum yeah. leader gives professional to everything within three spaces. We got to figure out. But they already have it. If that's redundant. Yeah, when I looked at at four points, and then I saw a blue yellow attack profile, I started to get worried for a second, and then I saw Pierce one and professional. Mm -hmm. Yes, and they're hunters and troopers. Yeah. So you know, trooper hunter is a potent 
trait combination. Though. Oh yeah. Oh my god. This is so good for Empire. Because you get covering fire <laughs> and concentrated fire for troopers. Um, yeah. So this is the new seven-point generic uh, scum trooper unit. Yeah, the new wing guards look pretty good. Um, so that's interesting. They do get flamethrower if you bring them in with Gar into mm -hmm. an Empire list and play choose a side. But we also yeah, made, I did notice that we built in synergy with personal combat shield if they're in a scum list and you use that since they have shield gauntlet, they can kind of feed that ability. Just bringing in, like, two groups of this with him and they all have shield guard. And then they can all just... But they do eat movement to use their abilities, so you have to be careful. Because they're mobile, but they still need a lot of movement to get where they're going. Yes. So, fun trivia. Uh, Jetpack Rocket used to be an ability on Boba Fett in ICP back when he was completely broken. Uh, used mm. to roll a red die, but it was pretty much the same otherwise. And so we brought that back as an ICP something to use on these guys uh, and turned it into a blue die instead. When you say he was broken, do you mean that he was a mess or that he was too strong? Oh, he was completely overpowered in season uh, two. Okay. I should take a look at that card sometime. Yeah, season two Boba yeah. Fett. Yep. Anyway. Definitely. Um, so yeah, these guys are fun. These are a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They look fun. They look so... Like, that's a reason to bring that new uh, commander. Yep. They work... They're designed to work with Gar Saxon. Even though Gar he's... Saxon, he, yeah. Even though he's designed to work with Jet Troopers as well. He, he was really designed to work with... Like, we tried to think of every mobile figure that he could be played with in Empire and Scum and be like, what can we... How can we make him really line up with all of them? I think we did a pretty good job. Wrist flamethrowers are going to be crazy. Yep. Lots of flamethrowers... Uh, I will say, though, we did end up changing it to you have to play it during Gar's activation to get that. Mm -hmm. So it's not mm -hmm. start of round. So that's important to, to note because it did get kind of crazy when it was like, okay, start of round, I will call a Vanguard and then play this and then attack and flamethrower you with both of these Jet Troopers twice. And it was like, okay, that's... that's no. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Start of activation. Let's change that. So you do have to activate Gar to get that ability, and then you can start flamethrowing things. But your opponent at least gets an activation to react to that. Ooh. So you can bring regular jet troopers and start your your strength in numbers after Saxon into regular... Like, maybe a death trooper into regular troopers and do a squad swarm into big jet troopers. Yeah, you can do that. That was a trade-off we were aware of. If you want to bring the little baby jet troopers. Yeah. I mean, with wrist flamethrowers and plus two surges, they seem like they might be worth it. It'll be interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nobody can say we don't uh, throw a bone to the regular figure, regular gray units every now and then. <laughs> That's true. That is a little bone for them. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Oh yeah, this guy. Quill! Hey. Quill. Simple moisture farmer. Yes. Another technician. I think this guy's been cooking for a couple seasons. Um, so he <laughs> is a four-point creature guardian technician. Uh, I should mention he's on a long base, so he's two-by-one uh, spaces. Hmm. He is nine health, 
2 speed, uh, no defense dice, and he has a ranged attack with a green and a yellow. He has the efficient travel ability, so he ignores difficult terrain, and I believe he ignores hostile figures when moving. Uh, he has surge for plus 2 damage, mm -hmm. and he has surge for plus 2 accuracy and recover 2 damage. He's got two abilities. first one is mounted, that we've seen on the dewbacks. At the start of your activation, gain three movement points, so that offsets his two speed. And then he has a special action for hop on. Choose a small friendly figure with a figure cost eight or less. When you enter that figure space during this activation, you may interrupt to push that figure one space. Okay, so he is here to give people rides. Yep. Josh, Josh came up with this one, and it's been cooking for a while, so we finally get to see this in the public. I can see why. Until I read Hop On, I was uh, very confused. <laughs> it's, it's I can see why unique, he's been though. cooking for a while. <laughs> it's very unique, though. It's very, it's a cool design. Mm -hmm. um, he, yeah. he gives people rides, and you gotta you get to put a blurg on the table. Yeah, you get to put a blurg up. That's so cool. That, and he's technician. Yep. Yeah, if only he could uh, summon little, you know, interact with the junk droids. Um, he does have that figure cost limit, so he's not giving Vader a ride or anything like that. Just mm -hmm. want to be careful about him moving queen pieces around with that ability. So, but otherwise. Like, but it is just high enough to give our Mandalorian a ride. Yep. That's. I think that's how we got to eight points or less. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I don't know how many lists will need this, but I can see it pop up once in a while and be fun. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think he's cool. Yeah. Uh, and now let's look at his command card, and I think we're down to the last few. So his command card is called Blurg Charge. One point for a double special action cost. Move up to four spaces and perform a melee attack using one green die and two yellow dice. During this attack, you may trigger the same surge ability up to twice. And as a reminder, okay. he has surge for plus two damage and surge for plus two accuracy and recover two damage. So he could like recover a lot during this, or he could just buff up the attack um, to like plus four from surges. Yep, and it's a green, it's a green, yellow, yellow melee oh. attack. I missed that. I thought it was only two dice. So yeah. if he's focused, it's green, green, yellow, yellow. So you can get a lot of surges and possibly do all your surges. And with technician shenanigans, he can make those special actions between his command card and uh, actual deployment card go a little further once in a while. Yep, you could totally do like hop on and then all in a day's work off of that to play blurg charge. So there's some synergy there. Yeah. Nice. Oh, very nice. I think that's our last new card, new figure. So I think... Who do we have left? I think I know who this is. This is going to be a recost. So Boss is... Oh, there he is. So he is going from 8 to 7, but everything else is the same. Okay. I don't think I have a lot to say about that. That's pretty cool. I think it makes sense. We don't see a lot of play with him, and he does have recover abilities on a plus one block, but he doesn't seem too hard to kill at eight points. At seven, it seems a little more, you know, reasonable for his uh, 
defensive profile. Yeah, it kind of shows you seven's kind of like the magic number in a 40-point mm-hmm. skirmish game, right? Because you, yeah. you have five seven-point figures, that's 35 points. You downgrade one of them to a four-point figure. Gives you eight points left over for support. It's like, it just kind of works. So, anyway, yeah, seven points. But he's also, he's also getting a buff to his command card. Oh, okay. So Ocean Terror is going to be one point instead of two points. Oh, that's it. Cool. Yep. I mean, that's, that is cool. That's a good change. Because you add a yellow dice to basically your attack? Yep. That's how that okay. works. That's not how it used to work in FFG. I mean, Indiscriminate Fire mm-hmm. did something else with dice, but now it's an attack, and it says add one yellow die to the dice pool, and that works just fine for an attack. Yeah. It worked before. It was I mean, just that's cool. Points. Maybe some people play him. He is cool. And, uh, you know, maybe playing him with the Trandos will be a little more popular if he's a little less costed. Yeah, I hope people do play him. So, yeah. He's fun. Nice. Um, it was one of my first designs for ICP, so I hope people play it more. Ah, that's cool. Um, Too bad you can't line ambush him, but. Nope. And then final card. Oh! Oh, I saw the name. Is this just a recost? Just a recost. Down, Down to five. Yep. Because he. Mobile. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I see where that came from. Let's add some more mobile figures for Saxon. That or buff some mobile figures for Saxon. Yeah, so Nexu has an interesting history in ICP. It was one of the first figures to get buffed, and it was one of the first figures to break the meta. The ICP meta back in Season 2. I was going to say, I don't remember a uh, an IACP Nexu. Yep, in Season 2 they added a plus 1 damage to its attack. I think that was mm. I think that was all they did to it. And it was way too good. And it was uh, too good with um, Beast Tamer. Beast Tamer. Buff to creatures Tamer. though. So Yeah. And then we never saw it come back even with all the extra creature buffs we saw with like Apex Predator and stuff. Just never ever came back, so we're going a little less uh, heavy on the buff here with just the minus one point cost reduction. But uh, maybe we'll see uh, Nexus become viable again next to Wampas for like Lion Ambush or Beast Tamer shenanigans. Or just Saxon. Yep, yeah, could just use him with Gar. Um, he's not yeah. super helpful because they roll red green and they already have Surge for plus two. So it's not like they're like hurting for surge abilities, but um, you could play choose a side, and that makes them pretty tanky. I guess that's uh, that's true. Eh, still, that's a nice uh, nice change. Creatures have been coming up recently, so here's a little nod to that for this season. All right, that is season wow. eight. We got it in in just under, just just about two hours. That was a uh, that, that's a lot to take in at once. <laughs> you guys have been working on this for about a year. Yep, 
so it's been a long. Well, wheel for even longer. It sounds like. <laughs> wheel. Well, technicians have been. We've been working on those for since before season seven came out. So. Just technicians in general as a trait. So I think that was the other reason Quill got pushed back is because we really wanted him to be a technician. Uh, same mm-hmm. for Cal Kestis. Um, so even Probably though we released Taron Malikos last season, uh, we had ideas for Cal. It's just we really wanted him to be a technician, and we didn't want to have to add it to him after the fact. Uh, so a lot of these technicians yeah, got sense. pushed back. Until we felt like we were so that's ready. why we got a, a random side villain from the game before we got the main character. Yeah, we were like, well, Terran's ready. <laughs> Let's ship him. And he fit with the theme because we had Lure of the Dark Side that season, so it was like... It was working with everything else that season. It's just technicians were not, not working yet. I can't wait to see a bunch of Mandalorians storming the fields of our skirmish games between uh, Sax or Gar and uh, his his Death Watch men. Yeah, I'm always Super excited. Commandos. I'm always excited when we get to have figures that have nice Legion minis um, and add them to the game that weren't already in Imperial Assault. So Gar and Super Commandos have some really nice minis in Legion. Nice. Well, this is going to be an exciting season. It is. Make sure you guys sign up for the Playtest League. That's going to be going up soon. It should already be up by the time you're hearing this episode. um, Because Mm -hmm. that's the way we get games jammed and we figure out how these cards are broken and we fix them. And then they go out there and you guys get to play with them. And it's awesome. It's a long, it's been yeah. a long development, and I'm glad it's finally done and it's public. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, two weeks of spoiler articles seems a lot more exciting than uh, doing just the one that we did last year. So, kind of glad that we let this cook for a year. I think we could, you know, structure some of the competitive events a little, like more spaced out, mm-hmm. and then kind of keep from that lull we've had near the end of the season. Um, and we had one card we didn't talk about already, which was um, Orbital Bombardment. Because mm-hmm. that one's still being worked on by the community. So we'll find out what that does by this weekend. Um, I was going <laughs> to mention that, let's see, we were talking about which cards to give you for your stream. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys will see this episode after... Uh, this stream, but I have uh, recently been getting into live streaming, and this Tuesday and next Tuesday, I'm going to be hosting an Imperial Assault focused uh, live stream. Going to be doing some Vassalog reviews. Hang out with you guys in the comments if you want to be there for any of that. I'll post the Vassalog reviews later on. Uh, but we're also going to be previewing some of the cards that, you know, I mean, watching this episode, you've already seen. So I'll have to announce this somewhere else where it'll be heard before it happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, if you didn't know... Was this guy's <laughs> if you didn't stream? know, now you know. They're on, they're on the channel. <laughs> so the next time he streams. So yeah, I'll probably do Double or Nothing and Elusive for you on your stream. Um, but double I guess, or Nothing and Elusive. We'll talk about that. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Alright, so I think that's going to wrap this episode. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys are all stoked for Season 8. I hope this brings more people into the project that weren't already. Like, you're seeing some really cool stuff. Uh, if people are wondering, like, where the, how the heck do I put Cal Kestis on the table? Like, are these figures that don't have Legion stuff yet? Like, Etsy is awesome. And you can also print out the tokens. They'll have, we'll have um, tokens on the printable sheets that you can just print out and like glue to a coin or a token like a cardboard token and it works fine that way as well um, but if you want actual plastic like check out Etsy check out like Shapeways or different uh, miniature repositories you can find plenty of good proxies I'm going to call them proxies for these um, official Star Wars characters because of course you shouldn't be buying official IP none of this is for sale but this is all free for you guys to print out for free um, but anyway, there's good proxies available for the for those figures on the internets. Yeah. Everyone yeah, have fun with your season eight. Let's see how much of this is broken, but I I have a sneaking suspicion which card will be the most broken. Oh, you want to make a call? You want to call your shot? Uh, yeah, it's orbital bombardment. Oh well, it's not even on here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vader's finest, I think. Oh yeah. I think giving focus to troopers for the one point in like, it's not even the one point cost of the card. It's the single special action to focus and remove the harmful condition. Hmm. Yeah. That is what I think will be the sleeper hit, and then at some point people will discover that, and they'll just be like, "Yep, I've got uh, two groups of snow troopers. Now I've got six focused four die attackers with." You know, uh, they, they're only worth four points each. Alright, so that's the called shot. We'll see how it goes with the playtesting, and we'll have lots of episodes to cover the the progress of the Season 8 playtest as it goes on. Thanks everybody for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Alright, see you guys next time. <laughs>